Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast. Here we go, Brownies. Here we go. Woo, 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 woo. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Zach Kopp, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast. As you can see, it's just me and Josh today. Zach got stuck at work. He so even sent me uh, photographic proof that he was stuck at work. We made him verify the last-minute no-show across the table yeah. from me here. Uh, Justin uh, got, is busy with the kids tonight, you know, off-season. So just me and Josh tonight. Bear with us. I'm a little under the weather. It was almost just Josh tonight. Oh, well, you, you think our YouTube views are taking a hit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> already. Uh, so bear with us. We're going to get through this. we got some good stuff to talk about today. Um, if you want to get your intro on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. You can either drop an intro or just drop some thoughts, some things you want us to talk about. We'll play it on the, uh, the episode and we'll talk about it. Um, before we get into everything we want to talk about today, we're going to talk about Jarvis, Aaron Rodgers, maybe touch on uh, All-Star Weekend a little bit. Before we get into all that, though, remember to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, we're getting pretty big on TikTok sometimes. Yeah. So, you know, if you're interested in that, if you're young and hip, check us out on TikTok. <laughs> uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and if and you're subscribe. old and hip. Yeah, if you're old and hip. This, there's a, What's the threshold where you have to delete your TikTok? Because it used to be like it wasn't cool for old people to have mm-hmm. a Facebook, but now I'm old. And I still have a Facebook. Right. And so <laughs> it's it's almost like Facebook moves along with you. Yes. You know, it gets old as you get old. Yeah. So, you know, it's interesting because I remember when I was a kid, I'd see my mom on Facebook and just be like, oh, God, I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> and, now, and now I'm that old person. Uh, so you guys tell us, what's the threshold? Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you never miss a new episode. Uh, if you prefer to just listen to the podcast, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Um, 
Lastly, if you're looking for more content, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member on our Patreon page. You get the episodes early. You get an extra episode every week. Um, we drop our thoughts in there all the time. We let people from the Patreon come on to the After Hours show, and they kind of run the episode, give us their thoughts. We've done that for the last few weeks now. It's been a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a fantasy. We had two fantasy football leagues this year. We gave out free dogs merch to the winners in each one of those leagues. Uh, so the Patreon's been a ton of fun so far. We've had it for going on a year maybe now, somewhere in there, and it's just been a ton of fun for everybody who's been on it. So if that interests you, join the dogs.com, become an official Dog Pack member. So we're going to jump into this episode, just the two of us. Uh, before we get into some football stuff, I thought – It'd be good. We should talk about All-Star Weekend because it wasn't Cleveland. This yeah. is a Cleveland Browns podcast. I thought it was really awesome for the city of Cleveland to get this chance. We hosted the draft. So mm-hmm. I saw something going back to like 2016. Cleveland has had like the uh, Republican National Convention. It had the draft. It had All-Star Weekend. We had a World Series, four straight finals in that time. There was Major League Baseball had All-Star game in Cleveland. Didn't they? A few years back? I don't know. Did we already have that or is it coming up? I can't I, remember. I'm pretty sure because uh, producer Kyle went to the game. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure that was the game he went to. So Cleveland's kind of been for a town that gets dogged on a lot since 2015-ish. It's pretty much been kind of almost like a, a mecca of professional sports. Yeah, and just big things. events and things, yeah. Yeah, so it's been pretty awesome for Cleveland. And if, Cleveland gets a lot of hate. I love Cleveland. I've it's been a, it's to, a really cool city. I've been to a lot of big cities. I've been to New York. I've been to Chicago. I've been to South Beach. I've been to Miami. I've been to a lot of big cities. Cleveland obviously doesn't have the beaches, and we get crap weather. But it's still a ton of fun. It's yeah. still There's some really cool stuff to do in Cleveland. Um, another cool thing about the, the weekend, the Cavs actually had players in the game. <laughs> which, I, which I thought was really cool when we were getting introduced. They got really loud ovations for Garland and uh, Allen, so I was pumped for that. The night before the game, the Cavs team actually won the skills competition, which was pretty awesome. Like We had to hit a half-court shot in under nine seconds to seal the win, and then Mobley made it on our second attempt. We made it in like four seconds. That's awesome. So Cleveland really – the Cavs, everybody – I don't know. I haven't been to – Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse since it's been rebranded and renovated. Zach has. He says it's like a completely different arena on the inside now. Oh, really? So I want to check it out. I thought it looked awesome on TV. Um, It was just really awesome for Cleveland. I know I went to a Cavs game maybe three years ago or something like that, and I hadn't been there since they put in the new – like Jumbotron oh, in the middle. I think they call it the Humungatron. Yeah, it, I, I remember walking in, and I don't know. I, I'd been – I have converted to more of a casual Cavs fan since they sucked. (laughs) But I remember going to the game, walk in, I'm like, oh, geez, that's huge. You know? It's awesome. Uh, I heard the dunk. I didn't get to watch the dunk contest, but I heard it sucked, Mm. like, really bad. Um, I feel like we only get a good dunk contest once every four or five years. It's tough. There's only so many ways to dunk a ball. And that's why people bring in, like, cars and other things. It's like... At the end Aaron, of the day, the ball goes through the hoop. And Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine a few years back put on a show, and since yeah. then it's been was that like sixteen something like that, and that was awesome. 
It was insane. I heard. I didn't get to watch it, but all the things I read said everybody just kept missing their dunks. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they just kept missing them. They like didn't even get attempts in. Mm. So that's bad. But I just want to touch on that. Good for the city of Cleveland. Yes. Got a lot of national spotlight, and I think the NBA estimated a hundred million dollar, like, um, economic revenue for the city of Cleveland for three days of activities. <laughs> it's not bad. That'll help. Yeah. That so helps. that's not bad. And then the biggest storyline coming out was LeBron. One, I thought it was cool that LeBron got a good, um, like, reception. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily – when LeBron first left, I hated him. Yeah. Well, I think pretty much everybody. <laughs> <laughs> when he came back, I, I was, like, ecstatic crying. And then he got us a title, which I'll never forget. Mm-hmm. And then when he left again the second time, I was bummed. But it was just – Kind of like, well, we got our title at least now. And I don't necessarily go out of my way to root for him now because he's on a different team and I'm a Cavs fan. But the day he retires, I think there should be a statue and his jersey should be in the rafters. Well, I know we, I, I know the Cavs only got one title with LeBron here, but we were in five finals. Is that right? Four in a row. Four in a row. And then there was one way back in the day against the Spurs, oh, right? We got swept. Yeah, got swept. But still. You're taking a Cleveland team to the championship five <laughs> times. You win. You only win one, but that's okay. I mean, think who we played those four years in a row. Yeah. It was a, a superpower. We beat the best regular season team of all time. Came back from 3-1. Yeah. Yeah. In game seven on the road. Yeah. The, the, the title win was a, a historic comeback. Never been done. It was so, it's something to remember. So I don't get all the hate that LeBron gets now. Some people just hate him. In as far as outside of basketball, I don't think he has any clue what he's talking about when it comes to like some certain politics and stuff. <laughs> but that's not why I watch basketball, yeah. you know. And so, as far as his bat, he's one of the greatest players, if not the greatest player ever. And he put Cleveland on the map. Well, he's talking about how he hasn't ruled out the possibility of coming back to Cleveland again to retire and that kind of stuff. Would it, would you take him back, knowing what you know about the Cavs now? He's burned us twice, and. It's every time he leaves, it leaves us in shambles. Uh, and when we finally recovered and were relevant without him, I I take him back, but it's got to be under the right conditions. He can't come in and just run the organization like he used to. It's got to be – he's got to be put in his place. And I don't know if that ever happens. Correct. I don't know if that can happen. And I did see the article or whatever, the, the report that he said – his last year in the league will definitely be played wherever his son he's is playing. Trying, I don't even know if his kid makes the league. Oh, really? Yeah, I just read a thing that said he's projected as like maybe a second-round pick. Oh, ouch. So even if he gets drafted, who knows if he's on a roster. Mm. He, he's I, – I, no hate to the kid. He's good, but he's so overhyped right now. Maybe that's now. why LeBron said that. So like, <laughs> hey, draft my kid and you get me. <laughs> yeah, he's so overhyped right now for being a high school – I mean, he's better than me at basketball, obviously, but – people talking like he's he's not going to be a top five pick or something mm. he's going to be lucky if he makes the league unless he gets drastically better in the next year or two which you know who knows maybe he will he's got the genes yeah but um yep. so i don't know if i take him back like you i don't think he'd be willing to come in and be put in his place lebron's never had to play in like an offense he always is the offense well what makes the Cavs good now is we move the ball uh garland facilitates tempo we run plays lebron never wants to run plays mm-hmm. it's just i i will control the ball and then pass it to somebody when they're open or i'll go score and yeah. 
So he's got to be put in check if he wants to come back here. And I'm not mortgaging the future for a guy who's in the ni- his 19th year. Even though he's still playing at a crazy high level, I'm not – eventually it's going to run out. And I'm not giving up, you know – multiple picks, all of our young assets for a guy who might come in and give us two years and doesn't even guarantee us a title anymore because he's getting older. Yeah, now, absolutely. If we could get him without giving – like, you know, if his contract expires with the Lakers and he just comes to Cleveland, we get him for free, well, then, yeah, obviously I take him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know that, what I mean? But that situation, just, sure. But it's got to be the right – like I said, he's got to be – he's got to be willing to fit to us, not to fit to him. And I just don't know if that's in his nature. I I have my doubts. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yep. But regardless, I'll be there when they retire his jersey one day. Um, so we just want to touch on that a little bit. I know it's a football podcast, but we're all just Cleveland sports fans in general, and it was really cool to see Cleveland on the map this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and just good for Cleveland. So yep. some other Cleveland news this week, which might not be quite as fun, is uh, it appears – that the Browns might have gone to Jarvis and kind of brought up the idea of restructuring or a pay cut or something of that nature. I mean, we don't know what was said behind closed doors, but whatever was said, he didn't seem to take kindly to it. No, and I mean, we've been talking about this since, I mean, the middle of the season almost, talking about how next year, even when Odell was still here, we said there's no way next year we can have both these guys on the team. Somebody's got to go. Somebody, Jarvis probably going to have to take a pay cut. We've said that a million times. So do you want to read his tweets first, and then we'll get into it? Yeah, sure. So this – three tweets. So here we go. The first tweet, he said, uh, reality behind all this is I came back to play in the best shape of my life. I got hurt two – I got hurt week two with a high-grade MCL sprain, partial quad tear, and bone bruise. Then came back way too early and ended up staying hurt the entire season. You never heard me mention anything about it. Next tweet. Also, my media availability didn't happen because I was focused on getting on the field as healthy as possible during the week and after games. A strategic plan was set in place to be followed. I put the ball in Cleveland's court by telling them I would like to stay, but if not, then I have put the ball... Oh, geez, yeah. He kind of repeats some of this. Put the ball in (laughs) Cleveland's court, (laughs) tell them I would like to stay, but if not, then I'm confident enough in myself to be a better, healthy me this year and moving forward to helping do my part in winning a championship elsewhere. So, I guess we've been talking a lot about Jarvis needing to take a pay cut to stay and stuff like that. And I guess I never really put myself in his shoes to see how that might come across if they came to me and asked me. I know if I was at my job and I had been doing my job well and they said, hey, we need you to take less money, I'd probably tell them to get the the F out of here. (laughs) Well, also if... (laughs) doing your job at the highest level was directly correlated to somebody else doing their job at the highest level. And that person wasn't pulling their weight. Correct. And then they come and ask you to take a pay cut. It's like, I could have done better. Yeah. And I, I just think that you, you got to be careful in the way, you know, you go about addressing this with them. Maybe not make it a pay cut. Maybe just make him extend them. So it's, you know, less per year. If you, you know, Work it. First of all, if he does leave, okay, but I don't want it to be ugly Mm-mm. because to me, like, he's a Cleveland Brown, and I really, you know, he's like one of my favorite Browns now ever. So I don't want it to get ugly and be an ugly breakup. Two, I think it's a mistake to just let him go because 
he's to me he's the culture builder and he's the uh the guy who kind of had changed expectations around the franchise i said something about that on twitter and somebody said what a you know what culture we finished you know third in our division three years that's nothing we the wins and losses isn't necessarily the culture I'm talking about. He changed expectations. Mm-hmm. You know, right back at, before Jarvis finishing third was better than finishing fourth, and we would have been happy with that. No, Jarvis came in. He changed expectations. Now, playoffs, conference championships. That's the goal now. Not just winning a couple games. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, 2021 was a disappointment because we didn't make the playoffs. Yes. And we were supposed to. The expectations were playoffs. Back in 20-whatever, we were. it was a disappointing season because we didn't win a game. Yeah. That's the culture, exactly what you're talking yes. about. Six years ago, if we won eight games, we might have been throwing another parade. Right. You know right. what I mean? And now everybody's bummed and it, you know they want a fire sale because we only won eight games. And then that's changing the culture. Yeah, and for anybody who's listening or watching and you don't if you don't think your expectations have changed over the last couple of years, trust me, they have. Oh, why, why are you disappointed that this season ended the way it did? Correct. Was it because we only won, what was it, eight games? Mm-hmm. Like you just said, eight games six years ago would have been, hooray! Yeah. Not this year. So he has cha- he's changed the culture. He's changed expectations. John Johnson took a pay cut to come here. That's, yeah, he did. That wasn't happening, you know, five, six, seven years ago. And all this, you know, I don't want to – it's not all on Jarvis, but there's a good portion of it of Jarvis. He's like the heart and soul of the locker room. Anybody you ask tells you that. Yeah. Yeah, I, you're right. It wasn't all Jarvis, but, man, was he ever a huge piece of the puzzle. Correct. So he almost made it, you know, cool to be a Cleveland Brown. Yeah. Like, why Why not the Browns? Why would you not want to come to Cleveland? We're the Cleveland Browns. We're mm-hmm. sweet. And so to just let that walk, especially if we're going to have young guys in the receiving room, I think that's a mistake. You got to We got to try to figure this out where it works. I understand it's a business. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I under it's not and it's not like a, you know, sometimes you got to make hard decisions in the business. I'm on the record saying that a bunch of times on this podcast. But I do think if you make it too much of a business, that hurts the culture that he's helped establish. And two, he's such a good mentor for these young guys. I just, I would hate to see him leave and then the locker room break apart. Even some people on Twitter think the locker room's already in shambles just because people will tweet support for Odell or whatever. Guys, give me a break. They're adults. They can tweet whatever they want. Quit re- quit reading into it with your crystal ball and your magic eight ball. Give me a break. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it would be a mistake to just let them walk. Okay. So then, what do you do? So so the say and and of course a lot of we're speculating here. Yeah. He didn't come out and say they came directly and asked me to take a pay cut or whatever. But we're assuming there was a restructuring conversation that was had, and he didn't take too kindly to it. So. If Jarvis, if the result of this is I'm not taking a pay cut, I'm not restructuring my contract. You either pay me what's on my contract, or I'm, or I don't play. So what do you do then? If those are your only two options, uh, if those are your only two options, you might have to let them go, which would suck. It would suck. But this front office, as we've seen, they're not big on giving guys outlandish money. 
It, I mean, they did it to Austin Hooper. Uh, okay, that's a good point. They did well. Look how that turned out. Yeah. Well, again, he's another guy. It's hard to judge. It is. Um, he, I just think you have to kind of appeal to his ego maybe a little bit. So when you're the GM, you got to be. You can just be analytical in numbers, but mm-hmm. you're going to get a reputation of not caring for your players. Right, because analytics and numbers are great. But you're also dealing with people. Yeah, you're in the, they're in the being a leader. You're in the people business. Yeah, you know. So you and you got to be careful that you don't get the reputation of they will just cast you out, and then who's going to want to come here? Now the Patriots live in that world. Yeah, but people were willing to do that because they had established themselves as winners for so long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if we set this precedent of casting aside our leader at a position that was directly impacted by the poor quarterback play. Especially if and you, you don't upgrade the quarterback. Is that what you're going to say? Imagine if we just let Jarvis walk and he plays well. It's like Adell 2.0. Yeah, well, also, and if we let him walk. Who's going to – and say we, we roll with Baker again. What free agent wide receiver is going to want to come to Cleveland when they just saw Jarvis Landry get the shaft because the quarterback couldn't elevate – Jarvis, so what's his free agent wide receiver going to think? They saw Odell be getting told that he was washed by Cleveland fans. Yeah, I think that one might come back to bite us a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people were all over Odell mm. saying he was washed, he sucked, but he leaves. And you notice how quickly the narrative changed. Now it's, why would we root for him? He quit on I thought you said he sucked. Yeah. Well, all I heard was we'd be better without him, so why do you care that he left? I know, and now all of a sudden it turned out he quit. He wasn't giving effort. I'm like, okay, guys. Yeah, and I, I was one of the people saying, you remember? I was like, <laughs> I, I think we just need to let him go. We just he just needs to be off the team. I think we're better without him. Okay, I was wrong. So, I, I have no problem saying that now. So yeah, dead so wrong. Then he leaves and he plays well, and then and people come at me like all oh, the yards and stuff were almost the same. Well, the difference was is they but they incorporated him into the offense, and they had to do it on the fly. Mm-hmm. And his numbers, I don't care if their yards were similar. He had more touchdowns in 12 games than he did here in two and a half years. <laughs> you know, touchdowns yeah. matter. Um, and then if we let Jarvis go and he goes to another team and balls out, it doesn't look good. No. Well, what wide no. receiver would want to come here? And I think, you, as you could see, Cooper Cup was just MVP of the Super Bowl. Um, it's a quarterback league. Wide receivers are – their importance has gone up a ton in the last 10 years, if that, five years at least. Yes, yep. I mean, so we can't drive away a bunch of talent by being cold, I guess is what you could say. Now, don't just offer up feel-good contracts because you want to keep them. You still got to be smart, but I think you. this is why you get paid if you're Andrew Barry, to make this kind of stuff work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So true. try to figure this out because – He's so important to the locker room, like we said. And if we, if we, especially if we're going to draft wide receiver the first round, what better guy to have show the ropes of the NFL and how to be a pro than Jarvis Landry? I don't, I don't disagree at all. But all right, so what? What is your like right now? If you just had to make a prediction, season kicks off. Is Jarvis Landry a member of the Cleveland Browns? <sighs> Probably not. That's kind of where I'm at. Just on the, based on this development, and we know the contract situation, and we kind of know the history of this front office. With 
I don't know. I don't think he is either. But the biggest thing is, I just don't think he's. I don't think he's done. You know, I don't think if we let him go, he's going to go off into irrelevance. I think we let him go, he's going to go to the situation that's right for him, and he's going to thrive. I think so too. You know what I mean? And I just that would be so. Odell comes into Cleveland. He was good before he came. Good after. Then Austin Hooper, good before. If we let him go, there's a chance he's going to leave. Be good after. Jarvis, good before. I mean, he's been good for Cleveland, especially the first two years. First, yeah. Uh, and then leaves, good after. I just don't want that. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah, now we've got a trend. And I just, you know, like I said, I think you have to put yourself in his shoes, too, to anybody who's mad that he kind of reacted this way. Look what he's done for the team. Up until this year, he never missed games. The only game he'd ever missed before this year was one game because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so he's always out there. And so you're not just paying him for this year. You're paying him for his work to this point also for, for what he's done. So you just got to you gotta tread lightly. It's very easy for us to say, well, he should just restructure. He should just take five less million dollars. Have you ever just given five million dollars away? It's you know? true. And, and remember, <laughs> we're talking about a contract. This yeah. is something that two parties signed Correct. an agreement that if, this is this is what's going to happen. If you're on the side, too, where, like, when you get mad that players demand trades and stuff, and you're like, well, then you signed the contract, you should – then you, it's the same way. We yeah. signed the contract. We're the ones who offered it to them. Yeah, yeah. So, just got to tread lightly. This is, you know, Andrew Barry's got his work cut out for him. Mm-hmm. And Stefanski. Yeah, this isn't – they must have had it easy with Nick Chubb last offseason when they were able to sign him to that – very team-friendly deal. Yeah. It's not going to be like that with everybody. Correct. Because wide receivers are divas. We might love Jarvis, but he's still a wide receiver. receiver. You know what I mean? So Well, and he is an experienced seasoned vet. He's been around for, what, how long has he been in the league? Eight eight years? Something like that. Same as Odell. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's proven that he is a stud. So he's going to expect to be paid as such. I agree. Well, hopefully they figure it out. I hope so. But let us know what you guys think. Do you think Jarvis is back? Or do you think we let him walk? Um, What do we pay him? Do you think he should be willing to restructure? Do you think we should just suck it up and pay him? What are your thoughts on Jarvis? Um, I think most people agree that he's good for the team. It's just, you know, can the team afford to keep him, I guess. Yeah, right. But So we'll move on now. The – other kind of big news. I think it just came out today, right? I Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And this was also another Twitter thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Twitter, uh, I'll tell you. So Aaron Rodgers, out of the blue, just dropped some really long letter on uh, Twitter or Instagram or whatever it was uh, saying thank you to all these people, including his ex-fiance um, and people from the Green Bay organization and players and it, it almost read he's either leaving Green Bay, retiring, or he's, like, going to go off the grid. And we're never, <laughs> we're never going to hear from him again. Like, he's going to go live in a mountain somewhere. Because it, it so that's the way it read to me. Like, I, I was like, what is he tr- saying here? Yeah. I guess I read a thing on the way in that said he, he just came out of a 12-day cleanse. And the, the first thing on his mind was gratitude. And I'm like, this guy's kind of weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a weird dude. I I said that before. I mean, I'd take him because he's really good, but he's kind of weird. Yep. yep. <laughs> he, says some, <laughs> he, he says some funny stuff. Yeah. But he's also kind of a D bag. 
Yeah, I was just, he's an awkward dude. Um, he marches to the beat of a different drum. He marches to the beat of his own drum. And I just wonder how much of the stuff he says is just him being him, whatever that is, or if it's him being very calculated and just messing with people. You know what I mean? Like, you know what? I'm going to say this because I know this is going to get people riled up. We'll see what happens. Like, he strikes me as that kind of guy. Like, he doesn't just say things on accident. No, because he, he's a smart dude. He might be, he you know, he's a smart guy. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, I think he thinks about the things he says. Yeah. Like, it's definitely planned. He doesn't just speak off cuff. Yeah, he's not just going to go on a tirade on Twitter and rant about stuff and then say, I I, I was caught up in my emotions. Yeah, so here here's what he said. Um I'll skip over the part about the part to his ex-wife because that's not really relevant. But he thanks her for being there, I guess. Uh, I guess they're still on good terms. Uh, To the men I got to share the QB room with every day, Matt, Nathaniel, Luke, Jordan Love, and Ben Kurt. You guys made every day so much fun. I'm so thankful for the daily laughs and stress relief you brought to me every week of the year. I love you guys. To the Friday crew, some players, I loved every moment we got to spend together this year. Your love and support was overwhelming. I cherish the friendships I have with each of you. To my teammates past and current, you are the icing on the beautiful cake we call our job football. The friendships that we have will transcend our collective time in this game, and I am so thankful for the role that each of you have played in making my life that much better. I love you guys and cherish the memories we've made to everyone else. Spread love and gratitude, blah, 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 blah. Bunch of feel-good <laughs> stuff. Um, does that not read like a retirement letter almost? And that's the speculation, right? Because it's definitely how it sounds. So do you think he's retiring? I don't think he's retiring. No, or do you think I he don't. just wants to t- to talk about him? Yes. I <laughs> yep. I I think that's a pretty good way to put it. I mean, it worked. Yep, we're talking about him. Yeah, thanks, so everybody else. Because I didn't know what to talk about today, so I appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, no, I. Oh man, I get this. I just don't know what he's gonna do. I don't think he's gonna retire, but I mean, he's a weird guy. He is. I I mean, I don't know. It's. It, there was a point last year where it's like, there's no way he's coming back to the Packers, and then he's back on the Packers, and then it's like, well, this is my... F-. He came out and called everybody out. Remember that long press conference he had where he just... He was just... So, I've never heard... He had receipts. Yeah. I've never heard like an athlete be more open and honest about just, here's what it is. And he just... There it was. And he just said it all. I was like, holy crap. He didn't hold anything back. No. It- and for I've been on the so I think he's really good, but he's also a headache, and he complains a lot for a guy who's I mean honestly, he's been given a lot of talent around him, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's got a great left tackle. He's had pretty I mean he's got Devonte Adams. He, early in his career, he had great receivers. Um, his defense was super good this year. I always have good running backs. Yeah, I mean he's got a lot more than what a lot of people have had. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like this constant he's mad at the Packers or something, I never understood. Because they drafted Jordan Love, you still won 13 games. Yeah, and then I just saw something about now the Packers are exploring trade options or trade partners for Jordan Love. I mean, if you watch that Chiefs game, he didn't look very good. No, but, I mean, to me that says they think Rodgers coming back. I mean, who knows? If If you're Aaron Rodgers, do you want to go to the AFC? We just talked about last week, we don't know if Joe Burrow gets back, speculating, you know, will he get back because not necessarily of 
what Joe Burrow can do, but because of what he's going to be going against for the next 10 years in his career. Yeah. If you're Rodgers, do you want to come to the AFC and go against Burrow, Herbert, Josh Allen, Mahomes, Lamar? Do you want to go against those guys? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, as far as the NFC is concerned. And the Packers aren't going to want to trade him to the NFC. No. No, they won't. I mean, they, they kind of told him last year, like, you know, if you want to leave, we'll let you this year. So who knows where they're at in that department. But in Rodgers doesn't have a no trade clause. Mm. Very few people in the NFL really do. I know Watson did, and I think Russell, but Aaron doesn't. Mm-hmm. So, you know, does he take that chance that I went out and they trade him to the AFC? I mean, imagine we all talk about if you went to Pittsburgh, it'd be really scary. Yeah. That, that still doesn't guarantee anything. Doesn't even mean they'd be first place in their own division. Yeah, in their own division, they're still going against Joe Burrow and Lamar. They're going against the team that was just in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you get out of the division, you're going against Josh Allen, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, and Justin Herbert. And maybe Deshaun Watson. <laughs> yeah. So, again, like, and Aaron Rodgers is obviously so good. He probably doesn't fear going against anybody. But, man. It's not a guarantee just because you get Aaron Rodgers going to go to the Super Bowl if he's in the AFC because he hasn't been to one in a long time. No, it has been a while. And he's been really good. Mm-hmm. And he still hasn't made it to one. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a valid point. I don't know. this. These guys with their cryptic tweets and stuff, it's like, <sighs> just can't you just tell us what's going on? So, like, social media, it, you know, it obviously helps us. That's the thing. There, you know what I mean? It helps us and it entertains me. Sometimes I get to bed way too late because the next thing I know, it's been two yeah. hours. I've been on TikTok. Um, but man, I've missed times before when we didn't have it. Well, because this it's also super annoying. The thing with social media, though, is it's just a tool. <laughs> it, if, if not one single person utilized social media, it would just sit there. Nothing would happen. So. You can blame social media or you can just blame the people that are stupid on it. <laughs> kind of like weapons. You blame the weapon, you're going to blame the idiot using it. Correct. It's just, man, like, just say, wait, why be cryptic? <laughs> well, LeBron's the king of this, too. Yeah. <laughs> like when he was on the Cavs and he posted like the Arthur yeah. fist. Like, bro, just say what you want to say. Or just don't tweet. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Our ex-president. <laughs> I mean, I like the guy, but. I really wish he'd quit tweeting. Yeah, it just gets you in trouble when you're when you're at such a high level of what do I want to say celebrity status. I guess you know these athletes are celebrities too, and yeah, and if you've got millions of followers, every little word will be seen and scrutinized. And these, and we just talked about how Rogers is smart enough that he doesn't get caught off guard by this stuff. Right. He can pretend like, oh, I didn't think anybody. Yes, you did, man. Yes, you did. This isn't your first rodeo, you know? So, um, and you know what? Maybe he heard about them trying to trade Jordan Love and he's like, oh, I'm so gracious to the Packers for getting (laughs) rid of this kid. I came out of my I don't know. Maybe that's a 12-day cleanse. I don't know. He's just like eating laxatives. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I hear cleanse, I just... I'm instantly like, yeah, I, I'm probably not going to do I probably one. need to do a cleanse. This is like the fifth time I've been sick in a while. I don't know if you want to see what comes out. This is true. Well, I mean, <laughs> we won't go there. Um, 
But no, oh, so what's man. your gut tell you? Is Rodgers on the Packers? Is he on another team or is he retired? I mean, I like your living in the woods hypothesis, but my gut tells me it's Rodgers and Adams are going to run it back again in Green Bay next year. At this point in time, that's where I'm at. I agree. I'm rooting for them to leave, though. Just to shake it up. To shake it up. Yeah. Um, and as long as he goes anywhere, if it's not Cleveland, he goes anywhere not that we're going to have to deal with him. Another thing, too, though, you said about going to Pittsburgh, another team that always gets mentioned is um, Denver. Yeah. Does he really want to go to Denver in the same division as Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes. And Justin Herbert. And, oh, that, you're right. Oh, I, yeah. And Derek Carr. That'd be a tough. That'd be a tough. Yeah, tough division. That's that's the Raiders, right? I, I'm not wrong. No, there. you're absolutely right, <laughs> and that kind of rules out the Broncos for me, honestly. As I've, far as him wanting to go there, I've heard some people say like Rogers isn't thinking about that. You know, he's a competitor. He wants to compete. I get that, but at the same time, why would you take the heart? <laughs> like, why would you make it harder? Yeah. Y'all, you mean to tell me to get to even make the playoffs? I got to make it out of my own division where with the worst quarterback would be Derek Carr. Mm. That's a good point. And you think about the NFC North. I mean, for the majority of his career, Minnesota didn't really have a quarterback, you know, consistently a good one. I mean, and, he's had cousins for the last, what, five or six yeah, years. Yeah, but now, I mean, but like earlier on in his career, they were just nobodies. Christian Ponders and people like that. And, you know, the Bears. Other than Cutler, I mean, who do they have? They really had anybody decent? No, I don't think so. And really, it's just been Stafford in Detroit, and he lucked out because Detroit. Yeah, enough said. It, yeah, it's almost he's almost the uh, the Brady of the NFC. Only he just didn't make the Super Bowls. Yeah, but I mean, everybody talked about how Tom Brady had it so easy because his division was so bad. <laughs> I mean, in, in theory, Aaron Rodgers should have. I mean, he should have done way more the last decade. His well, division has been bad. It has been bad, but you think about it, he's been in the playoffs every year. Yeah. Just not making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Lost a lot of conference championships the last few years. A lot. And then this year didn't even make it. Yeah. But Yeah, we'll see. Let us know what you guys think. Where's Rodgers play next year? Yeah. Yep. We got one last thing we want to talk about. We're going to be talking about the most intriguing NFL free agents, uh, which is going to be pretty interesting. The Browns have a couple guys on the list. But sports fans, Browns fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. And if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everybody can go play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. Go download both these apps. Daily Fantasy is a ton of fun. Just set all kinds of different lineups. You can play you know, individual games. And just so, say we're watching the Cavs one night, Blake, and they're playing LeBron and the Lakers. You can set a lineup just for that game with players out of that game and see if you can win. Or you can do the entire slate. It's up to you. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Awesome. Check that out, guys. This is a lot of fun. It is. I love DraftKings. I've... 
I've used many daily fantasy sports apps, and DraftKings is, I don't know, just the one I always fall back on. I always, I'm always using that one. How much they pay you to say that? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. Let's. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, I told man. you guys, bear with me. Yeah, I know. I I feel like I'm like, I I'm, I'm gonna get hit next. We Zach's gone. Justin's. You're hanging by a thread. I know. I might not even make it the rest of this day. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it the rest of the show. Yeah. You can do it. Uh, so last thing we want to talk about is this list of most intriguing free agents heading into the offseason. I think Josh has this list. Um, we're going to talk about some of these guys who are on it. I do have the list, and you haven't seen it yet. I have not. Correct. Okay. All right. Do you want me to go down the list as it is, or do you want me to leave out the Browns players till the end? Do that. Do that. Okay. <laughs> So the first player on the list is a guy, this is, this is interesting, wide receiver Chris Godwin. So it says he is unquestionably the most intriguing receiver headed to market for a couple reasons. He's only 25 years old. He has number one receiver potential. Um, he missed two games with a hamstring issue in 2019, but we know that he tore his ACL toward the end of this past season. Mm-hmm. So what do we think about... Chris Godwin as far as a free agent in the league and for the Browns. I'd love him on the Browns. The only thing that would suck, depending on his recovery, when would he be back this year? Um, Because we are in what I believe is our window. Mm -hmm. You know, do I want to waste, I won't call it waste, but do I want to spend money and stuff like that on a guy who can't help us this year? It's good it's a good point. I guess it would all depend on how his rehab's going. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know, man. I mean, we just got done talking about Jarvis Landry and how the Browns had Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper, you know, these great pass catchers from other teams that we brought in here to be studs for us, and it just didn't happen. We've already seen Odell leave, and it happened. And Hooper might be gone next year. We don't know. Jarvis might be gone next year. We'll see how they do somewhere else, maybe. But are we going to see more of the same if Chris Godwin comes in here? Is he just another highly talented receiver that comes here and does little? So I think the number one need for the Browns in the offseason is a QB upgrade. That's just my opinion. I've been yelled at for that opinion many times. If you say that the number one need for the Browns is wide receiver and you don't at least wonder if a QB upgrade is necessary, then, <laughs> I mean, you can upgrade receivers all you want, but we already did. And, it's, and, and I'm saying upgrade. You know, I'm not saying I don't want Jimmy G. <laughs> you know, I, I said upgrade. No lateral moves. Yes, I said upgrade. Um, and then again, Jimmy G has been in the Super Bowl. This is true. So is Jared Goff, and I don't consider him Yeah, upgrade. I don't want him either. Uh, so, but I, I think Godwin would fit this system. But do you need Godwin and Jarvis? Mm. Yeah, that's another point it makes too. Is about it, you know how will he fare as maybe a number one receiver without having a Pro Bowler like Mike Evans on the other side of the ball? Evans, Antonio Brown, Gronk, mm-hmm. Tom Brady. I mean, they use Juju Smith Schuster as a, a comparison here. As far as as soon as uh, Antonio Brown was gone, he never really. St- he, they, they thought he had that number one receiver potential, and then it just never happened. Yeah. You know, he just never stepped into it. I think, I think 
obviously it sounds amazing, but you got to do your homework. One, how's he going to bounce back from the knee injury? Two, how's he going to be if he's considered your number one? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then three, does he fit your system? I think he fits the Browns system. I, I agree with that. Um, but you know, the other two things, it's it's a question mark. So then, how much money do you throw at a guy like that? Because if he's hitting the open market, he's probably going to be looking for number one money. Oh, for sure. Yep. So then you gotta you gotta weigh your options. Like, do I take the chance and give this guy a bunch of money, and he doesn't live up to that? Want it? Yeah, it's really tough coming off the ACL because, like you said, he might not be ready to start the season. He might not be a hundred percent at any point in the season. Yeah, and even uh, when he comes back, I think that's another thing that was lost too. Is Odell came back to the Browns and it was his first games off ACL, and we were so people were so quick to jump on him for not being good the more games he played and the more he the further he got away from that injury the better he got yeah with it you know what i mean with any kind of injury i mean one of the biggest things is just your mental over overcoming of that injury of if i plant my leg and push off a certain way am i going to be okay and you have to do it you actually have to be out there you have to do it you got to take some hits and get up and realize okay i can do this before you're really confident in yourself so I guess my point was, if he comes back week seven, we might not be getting 100% Chris Godwin, though, till week 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. Yeah, now, I will say these ACL injuries, the severity does seem to be going down I the agree. last few years. I mean, we saw Cam Akers come back. That was an ACL, right? That was his Achilles. Achilles, okay. But, I, but yeah, I just think... It, you're probably not going to be your old self your first game back. No. Mm-mm. You know, even if the doctors are telling you you're good to go, no risk, you're 100%, you're still probably not your old self until you get a few games under your belt. Yep, I agree. So, I guess it just it just depends on how much money he wants. Yep. All right, well, uh, you ready for the next guy? Yep. All right, so next on the list is Vaughn Miller. Yeah, Coming off a Super Bowl yeah. championship. Vaughn Miller is going to be 33. Um, I don't know. What do we? How, how do you feel about Von Miller? If we can't bring back Clowney, I would take him. Okay, so so you see him as a potential option for the Browns for the right the right price mm-hmm. tag again. Yeah, I his agree. age is clearly a factor. Yeah, and I think that could help you get a discount. Agreed. Um, I think he'd be. I mean, he played well once he got acclimated into the system, and he. He got 100% healthy, I think, early in the season. He also had, like, an ankle or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he played well down the stretch for the Rams. Now, he was on the Broncos when we played them this season. Yeah, and You were did. at that game. Yes. And he limped off. I don't know if he ever came back. Was that when he got hurt? It might have been. He didn't do anything against us. Yeah. I know he got hurt early. We also didn't throw the ball that much that game. No. No, we didn't. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I, would, I would take him. I think he... He's got a couple, you know, he's got some juice left in the tank. I'm not offering him, like, a huge deal or anything like that. 33 is getting up there for a pass rusher. Mm-hmm. But I think he's he could give us, you know, kind of like what Clowney gave us this year. Maybe what, even more sacks if he what, stays healthy. Would Clowney have nine? Yeah. Miller had nine and a half last year. So, I would bring him in. I, I, I like Clowney because I like him against the run. Mm-hmm. But if Clowney yeah. wants a huge number somewhere and we can't bring him back, then I would explore that. Yeah, well, and Ian Rappaport said that Miller plans to fully explore free agency for himself. So I, 
I don't know what fully explore means, but you know, maybe the Browns are somebody. Can he go back re- to Denver? I don't see why not. I don't know if he wants to go back, but I know he was fond of there, and he keeps talking about how he'll be a Bronco forever and stuff. So oh, well. I'm just curious if he could go back to them. I don't know what I don't know what the rules are as far as can you leave and then go back right away. And I know in like the NBA, you have to be off a team a certain amount of time or something like that before you can go back. I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, I'm trying to off the top of my head think of an example of that. How happened. crazy would that be if he went back to Denver though? Especially like imagine if they get Rodgers, oh, and geez. so and then so he's like. Let's go back to Denver. And they just like, it's almost like soccer where they just lend him to a team for six months and then they get him back. <sighs> That'd be nuts. You imagine if they get Rodgers and Miller and Adams and then his receivers, he has Devontae Adams, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. Or do we think? Well, I Devo- think Sutton might be a free agent this do year. Do we think Devontae's going where he goes no matter what? I've heard story, I've heard rumors that if he doesn't stay in Green Bay, he's going to go to uh, Vegas. Because oh, yeah. him, him and Carr I have heard that. are yeah. college teammates, and they're really tight. You're right. I did hear that. Whoa, that'd be something to look. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There's another Brown. We're just going to skip past that. How about oh, this is an interesting one. Running back slash wide receiver, Cordero Patterson. Now, this guy, you want to talk about a guy who went from, at least in my view over the years, as just like a special teams kind of guy, like put him back there and let him return kicks because he's really good at that. And kind of like Josh Cribbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of where he specialized. You know, they, they had him at receiver like they usually do with returners, and he wasn't all that great. And then they switched him to running back, and he never really played. And then this year in Atlanta, all of a sudden, unlocked. Yeah, it was kind of kind of a crazy year for him. How old is he? Let me, let me see. He is going to be 31. So my fear of this guy is was it a one-year wonder thing? And yeah. was it a case of Ridley took a sabbatical? They didn't have Julio anymore. They didn't have Hooper anymore. no running backs. They had nobody. And it was kind of like, this is our best athlete, so we're just going to get him the ball a ton of times. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of like the, the basketball player who averages 30 on the bad team. Yeah. And then if you go to a good <laughs> team, you'd only average 10. Because there's nobody else. You know what I mean? So... Is that what that was? I don't know. I didn't watch enough Atlanta games to know. Um, but I would be weary. It's weird that he had a breakout year at age 30, 31. Correct. He had 618 rushing yards, 548 receiving yards, and 11 total touchdowns. And that's awesome. But like you said, can you do that again at 31? And it does say here that over the last what was it, five games, he averaged less than four yards a carry. He began to fade as the season went on. He's not a young guy no. for this sport. And, you know, maybe teams were like, hey, this is the only guy we got to stop. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, True. I don't know how he would fit on the Browns either. I, what position? Where would we play him? He's not going to play in front of Chubb or Hunt, you know, as far as like to use him as a receiver. I mean, we just drafted Felton. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. We've got Felton on a rookie deal that does what he what Patterson does, and he's a lot younger. Yeah. And a rookie deal. So I, he'll go to some team. I don't see him being a fit for the Browns. Yeah, and I don't have a team off the top of my head that I think he'd be a a good fit for, but it's not Cleveland. I mean, if he goes somewhere and balls out, then good for him and good for them for taking the chance. I'm just not going to be the team that takes the chance. No, I mean, you're probably looking at some team that doesn't have a, a very established running back core or a team like Washington who they know that Antonio Gibson's hurt 
often, or they just I see him being that like that JD McKissick type backup. I don't know. All right, ready for the next guy? Yep. We got running back Rashad Penny from the Seahawks, former first round pick. Rashad Penny. This guy just can't stay healthy. No, I. And the thing is, when he's been healthy, he's looked explosive. Yeah, he's had some really big games, but the problem is he is almost never healthy. No, it's bad. I feel like he's missed more games than he's played. It's at least close. It feels. I feel like it. Yeah. So he's a first round pick in 2018. Then he tore his ACL early in 2019, and he only has 800 rushing yards through uh, three years. Somebody's going to pick him up, but it's going to be like a, a very low deal. Yeah, and it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be low risk, high reward. If you get the guy and he can all of a sudden magically somehow stay healthy, maybe you got some secrets up your sleeve in your medical tent. You know how to keep these guys healthy. Mm-hmm. Then you know you go take the chance on him, and he could end up being a stud for you. That's true. Now I was just reading the stats for the first three years, but last year was his fourth season. And in the last 10 games, he put up 749 yards, uh, led the league with 6.3 yards a carry, and over almost 700 of those yards were over the final five weeks. So he balled out down the stretch. Balled out down the stretch. But like it says here, that was against the Cardinals, Bears, Lions, Texans uh, were four of those five matchups. And then when he played the Rams in the fifth matchup, he averaged 3.6 a carry for 39 yards in that game. So... Didn't have the the best defenses going against him, but again, he man, he looks good when he's healthy. But he is he's twenty six now, and we know, I mean, running backs twenty six is where you got to start looking at a guy and say, okay, how what's the mileage? Oh, that's young, man. You're so down on these what? running backs. It's thirty. Anything pre thirty is fine. I don't know, man. There are definitely guys that twenty seven, twenty eight. Especially for a guy who's missed so much time. But that's the thing, though. The injuries. Think of, like, Todd Gurley with the knee. Like, once that started, it never stopped. And and he's only 26 or 7 now. But he's not even playing anymore. None of this guy's injuries, I don't think, are like... Like, Todd Gurley's knee, he had no cartilage. So it was only... You know what I mean? None of this guy... That's a lingering issue that's going to... This guy didn't have... As far as I know, none of his injuries are, like, lifetime you know, hey, right. you don't have a hamstring anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, know? that's fair. But they just, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like when injuries start happening every season for a guy, they keep happening every season for a guy. I mean, that's why he's not going to get a big deal. I don't no. Know. Again, not a fit for the Browns. No, not at all. I we mean, don't need a running back. No, definitely not. We are, We are set there. All right, next guy, wide receiver, Allen Robinson. Now, this is a guy who's been talked about for the Browns a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's really good. I don't think he's top tier, but I think he's – again, it's hard to judge him based on his quarterback play. That's the thing is he was top tier, even with bad quarterbacks. He had that huge season when, you know, what was his second or third year in the league with uh, Blake Bortles down in Jacksonville. Okay, and he's bad. He's awful. And then he came <laughs> up to Chicago, and he's played with nobodies the entire time there. And he's still been a pretty relevant receiver until this year. And this year was a mess for them because I mean, Andy Dalton's not a starting quarterback by any stretch. And Justin Fields, 
I think he can be okay in the NFL, but it just, he's a rookie. And he had a lot of, we talked about fields, a lot of those things we saw in college at Ohio State definitely transferred to the NFL, the, the issues he had. Plus, there's just a ton of turmoil in Chicago this year with the, yeah. is Matt, is Nagy going to get fired this week? It's like every week, yeah. you know what I mean? So that, that yep. can kind of weigh down on a team. The constant questioning whether your coach is going to get fired midseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't have a very good relationship with Nagy to begin <laughs> with, Robinson. Um, it says 2019-2020, uh, well, back-to-back 1,100-yard uh, receiving seasons. And then this year, only 38 catches for 410 yards and one touchdown. What's funny is, as bad as that is, he would have been top of the board for the Browns. Leading receiver. That's <laughs> <laughs> so terrible. Yeah, it said he also uh, dealt with COVID uh, this past season. So we know how that affected Miles and some other players where it just kind of takes you out. This is a guy who I would look at if I was the Browns. I would too. I would too. If you can get him for the right number, he might need to change the scenery. Although, I don't know if he'd look at the Browns. He's probably tired of playing with, <laughs> you know, mid to low level yeah. quarterbacks. Well, if we upgrade the quarterback, maybe then he'll look here. Correct. I, I mean, if you're if you're Allen Robinson, you've played with Bortles, um, Trubisky, and Fields. Yeah. Do you want to come play with Baker? Trubisky. That's that's who I couldn't think of. Yeah. Especially, what if we go get Trubisky? <laughs> He's not coming to Cleveland. <laughs> He's like, hey, I've uh, I've played in this movie before. I, yeah, I didn't like the ending. So. Yeah, so um, I don't know. I think you know we'd have to put our salesman's hats on for that. I've always liked Allen Robinson. I do think he's a heck of a receiver. Now he is twenty eight, so it's not like he's this twenty three, twenty four young receiver coming into like his first big contract. I think he's still young enough that he can have a few good, you know, high-level seasons. I agree. He could be good for, you know, our window is only going to be open for who knows how much longer, two years, if that. I don't know. Two, three years. Who's to say we can't start a dynasty, (laughs) you know, like the Patriots? Well, he couldn't even make the playoffs two years in a row. (laughs) I said we're going to start a dynasty. It hasn't started. There's always next year. (laughs) Always, baby. Okay, last guy that's not a Brown, quarterback Jameis Winston. Pass. So that's not your upgrade. That's not who you're looking for. No. Okay. My my <laughs> no. My problem with Jameis was he cut down on the picks a lot, but he he wasn't that great before he got hurt. He was just okay, and that was with Sean Payton. Now they don't have any weapons as far as receivers right. go. Um, but I just so that's not my upgrade. That's to me. That's another question mark. Yeah. Is, oh, I, you know I, I agree. The thing with Jameis that the thing I do like about him is he's going to throw the ball downfield. He's going to get yards. I mean, it's not before the 17 game season thing went into play. 5,000 yard passers didn't come around every season. And he was one of them. He was one of those holders. I mean, how many quarterbacks have thrown for 5,000 or more yards in a season? But now the interceptions, obviously, they're terrible. So here's the thing: you can I can live with some interceptions if they're not in the red zone, they're not late in the game, and if you do things to make up for that. I mean, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford led the league in picks this year. Yeah, you won a Super Bowl. But yeah, but I don't think anybody would say Matthew Stafford had a bad season. Right. You know what I mean? So you can have 
you can have some picks. Obviously, you don't want them. But then there's the other side where Rodgers doesn't hardly ever throw any picks. But he can throw. He has some stinker. I mean, that playoff game was bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's a you got to balance the line between conservative and aggressive to the point you don't want to be a gunslinger where you throw 30 touchdowns and 30 picks. Right. You know what I mean? But if you take a chance here and there and it results in a pick, as long as it doesn't cost your team points, mm-hmm. you'll get it back. If you're good enough, you'll get it back the next drive. Brett Favre threw a lot of picks. Correct. A lot of picks. So, And he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Mm-hmm. So if you're good enough, one pick's not going to destroy your game. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So – um, Sorry, so Jameis, not a fit for the Browns. Would you be, would you be upset to see him in Pittsburgh? Like, um, you know what I mean? Is is he that kind of quarterback that I don't want him on my team, but I also don't want him on my rivals' team? No, I'm just not. I'm just not that. You'd big. be okay with it? Yeah. Okay. That kind of tells me exactly where you stand <laughs> on him. I'm trying to see. Uh, I'm trying to see how many yards he had before he got hurt. If this I year? Yeah. Um, let me see if it... Because no, he wasn't I'm... throwing the ball downfield. No, but like you said, they had nobody to go downfield. So he had uh, 1,170 yards this year, 14 touchdowns. QBR, 64. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's significantly better than what we had. It did say he had his highest uh, quarterback rating this year at 102.8. Passer rating, sorry. Um, he he had 14 touchdowns. How many did Baker have for the year? Uh, maybe 14 at the most. Was it like 12? <laughs> Something like 13? It was not a lot. I'm trying to see how many games he played. Did he only play one, two, three? Did he really only play five games? Oh, let me see here. Um, so, yeah, 14 touchdowns, only three picks. Five and two records, so seven games. Seven games. Okay. And I'm seeing you. Hey, 14 touchdowns to three picks through seven games. I would sign up for that. Those so maybe, I, maybe I'm too harsh on him. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. Well, and the thing with the – I think the thing with the Saints was they just weren't that great this year. They didn't have any anybody really explosive, so you kind of didn't really care about them. But, like, it might have even been that first game of the season against the Packers where they blew them out. You remember that? Yeah. And he had like three or four touchdowns, but he only had like a hundred and some like hundred and forty yards. His completion percentage was only fifty nine percent. So I had him in fantasy, so that was one thing too. Like why like he wasn't getting not any a big fantasy, fantasy quarterback. Yeah, no. um, but fantasy football is not real football. Oh, maybe you got to take a look at him. Fourteen touchdowns, three picks in in seven games, um, and our weapons might not be. Chiefs weapons, but they're better than what the Saints got at wide receiver. They they got nobody. Yeah, it was bad. So maybe that's somebody you know. I'd have to take a look at. Maybe I don't want him on the Steelers. That's okay. <laughs> I'd rather I I would just just go with Mason Rudolph, guys. Please. They just, just came out and said <laughs> they just came out and said uh, you know they're going to explore a quarterback, but you know if it comes down to it, they're confident in Mason Rudolph. Awesome. So am I. <laughs> yep. Go ahead. Roll <laughs> I'm with them. Confident he's the guy I want playing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got two guys left. Both of these guys are Browns free agents that made this list. Number one, tight end David Njoku. He wants to come back now. He even fired, I think he fired his yep. agent yep. so he could stay in Cleveland. I would like to see him back. If 
I'm not giving him a huge number. Whether early in his career is his fault. He wasn't performing, in my opinion. He, I mean, he dropped the ball all the time, a lot. Um, yeah. This year, he played well, and we just didn't have any kind of passing game for reasons we've talked about. So, this one, this season's not necessarily on him. But if I'm negotiating a contract with him, and when I pull up his career numbers, I'm like. What do you think you deserve based on this? It's mm-hmm. it's a production league, despite the reasons. It's a production league. What do you think? We're not giving you know forty million dollar contracts to guys who get three hundred, four hundred yards in a season. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I like David. I think he's a good he's a good player, and I I would just like to see what. He keep going back to this. I'd like to see what these guys could do with. Good quarterback play. I know. I know. It's it's so when we drafted him, um we drafted him at twenty two. We got him young. He's he's right now twenty five, I think it'll be twenty six when the season starts. He's a young tight end. Um the free agent pool at tight end, it says uh you got the guys like Zach Ertz and then other young guys like Mike Kosicki and Dalton Schultz. But And Joe could be the kind of the get of that group. I think if I think there's gonna be teams that want him. I agree. Could put him on a team like they don't need him, but like the Chiefs, or like put him on the Bills. Ooh. I mean, imagine him with Josh. Allen. Josh Allen made Dawson knock something. Yeah, he ain't the athlete Injoku is. No, and another team that I I see linked to Injoku, and, and obviously there were trade talks to this team earlier in the year and stuff when that all was going on. But the Jaguars, because. It, after Meyer was gone, they really moved toward targeting their tight ends. They brought in like Dan Arnold and you know whoever else. They were really trying to get that tight end position involved. And Njoku's got that playmaking skill set. I like David enough where I hope we don't. I hope he doesn't go to Jacksonville. I no. <laughs> you know yeah. he's a. Free but that agent. would be his choice. though. Yes. Um, don't go there, man. <laughs> I mean, who knows? Maybe they got something that I don't know about. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is going to turn it on, but man, if, if you want you, to, if you want to be relevant again for your next contract, don't go there. Do you want to see him in Cincinnati? No, <laughs> <laughs> go to go to Jacksonville. <laughs> no, I I like David. He's a great athlete, and he started this year. He caught the ball. I mean, he made some tough catches this year. He had our biggest receiving game of any player this year. Early in his career, he was the second coming of Greg Little. <laughs> He couldn't catch a cold. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. It was rough. And but he he seems to have gotten over that. He's put in a lot of work, and his potential is through the roof. As far as I mean, he's arguably one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. Yeah, you know if, if he, he's going as far as firing his agent in an attempt to stay here, that's pretty cool, man. Yep, I like that. Got to be the right price though. Um, all right, last guy. Edge rusher Jadavian Clowney. We talked a little bit about him when we were doing Von Miller. So I want him back. I do too. I want him back really bad. The problem is he played well enough that I think teams will throw a number at him that we won't be able to match. That's kind of right where I'm at too. I just think because he played well. You know, he did what we said he needed to do. Yeah, exactly what it we said. It just might screw us. But if he wouldn't have played well, we wouldn't want him back. He's kind of a double-edged sword. Yep, correct. The only thing, he didn't get to that double-digit sack. But that's yeah, all right. He's he was close. pretty close. Um, 
No, I, th- I think he's good for the Browns. I'll, he's an athletic freak. He is, he's as advertised against the run. I mean, he was he was stout. He made some crazy plays in the run game. He, his QB pressures were up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he played better than I was expecting him to play this year, and I would love to have him back. I just I don't know if we're going to be able to match the kind of offers he might be getting. I I hope it works out somehow, some way, because I am tired of all the those past years, several years, where in fantasy football, it's whoever the running back is going against the Browns, you play that running back. Doesn't matter. That was my DraftKings strategy. Whoever's, whoever's, we're playing, I'm playing that running back because our run game was so abysmal. It was completely different this year. I mean, we stopped, running backs couldn't do anything against us. I know we didn't have a 100-yard rusher against us maybe until the first Steelers game. And I then, don't even know if he got 100. And then Najee ran like all over us. He might not have got 100, but he... Maybe he did. I know... I know really, we didn't give up a 100-yard rusher. We might have given up a 100 yards rushing. Uh, we did. But we didn't give up a 100 yards rusher for a long time. No, I think the first first one I remember was Ramondre Stevenson. That Patriots game was yeah. brutal. But So our run defense was stout. It was. I mean, especially considering injuries at linebacker. Yeah. I mean, and he was a big reason because of that. Yeah, and we're swapping in and out the, the interior D-line. I mean, that's one of the big needs we're talking about in this offseason, and yet our run game or run defense was still awesome. Yep. So uh, to me, it's gonna. He's even on the record saying it's gonna. It's money. Yeah, I mean he'll go play in South America if they offer him a big enough contract. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. uh, it's all gonna be the money for him. Which I mean, I guess good for him. So he took a uh, what they say is a one year prove it deal last year it was eight million dollars. He's probably gonna want that fifteen. Now. He proved it, and, and you know he's he's twenty nine. So I'm guessing he's gonna be looking for at, at minimum a three year deal. To get him to that, you know, early thirties, so maybe he can be in play for one last contract after that. But it's going to be a yeah, he's going to want big money. Yeah, I completely agree. Would you give it to him if he came and said, "I want"? Would you say eighteen? I said he's probably going to. He, I think he was looking for fifteen before this yeah. year, right? I, th- I think that's what it was. So he's going to want like a three, like a forty-five million dollar contract at minimum. Let's say that. <sighs> Is he worth that for only nine sacks? To me, there's way more to the game than sacks. You know, Miles gets yeah. a decent amount of sacks, but he only had nine tackles his last four games. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Here's here's my thing. If they were able to structure the contract to the point where it was heavy loaded up front. And it doesn't – as long as it doesn't prohibit us from doing the other things we need to do, especially offensively. Yeah. Because we've got to be able to score some points. Yeah. I, I mean, edge rusher is like one of – it's quarterback – Corner, edge rusher. Mm-hmm. Those are kind of like the the big three, and now you know in receiver now. Yeah. So if you got a guy who you think is you know very good to maybe low end elite, I don't think he's elite, but he's very good. He's elite against the run. Do you give him the money? Because I mean, what are you saving it for? These are the positions you're supposed to spend all your money on. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And then that just kind of frees you up to again tackle these other positions, like in the draft and things. And then maybe take a, a pass rusher later on, or you know, whatever. So it worked out last year. I, I really liked. I really liked excited. what he did. I'm excited to get into the off season and get into yeah. some of this stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. But well, that's pretty much the the list that Josh had. Um, let us know what you guys think of some of those guys. Uh, you know, should the Browns go after any of these guys? Should the Browns retain Clowney? Should we retain Njoku? Let us know what you guys think. Um, should we look at Winston? I don't know. 
I was all really down on him until I pulled up some of his numbers, and then he was maybe a little bit better than I thought this year. So let us know what you guys think in the comments. Leave us a voicemail. Um, if you know, Remember to check out the After Hours show, jointhedogs.com. If you're not a Patreon member already, check that out. We're going to get into some more stuff on there. Uh, we will see you guys next week, and hopefully I will be healthier. <laughs> yeah, we can only hope. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast and become an official Dog Pack member and join the dogs.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.